This is the People Podcast, bringing you the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to create a world-class workforce. This week's episode is brought to you by Zor.ai, and here's a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Ada, thanks so much for joining me on the People Podcast. Hey, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Really good to be here. Of course. Yeah. Glad to be here too. Uh, just to get started, could you give the audience a quick intro to your background and, and kind of yeah, how you got into recruiting tech? Absolutely, yes. So my name is Aida Vasilova. I'm CEO and founder at Zor.ai. It's uh, spelled XOR.ai, stands for Extraordinary Optimized Recruiting. So uh, the company was founded in the year of 2016. Prior to this, my educational background is actually software engineer and mathematician. Although I dived into the talent acquisition right after the university and nearly a decade in my life, I used to be a talent acquisition practitioner. Pretty much uh, being a practitioner, experiencing the pains, right, that I will tell you more about, actually was something that inspired me to start this company. Because being a practitioner, I've just noticed that literally three quarters of my time every day, I would spend on routine repetitive tasks, such as, you know, screening through stacks and stacks of resumes, going back and forth over the email, trying to schedule the meetings with the candidates, calling them to ask the same questions, to screen them, to answer the same questions on a repetitive basis. So pretty much when the, in 2016, the new technology of the chatbot just came into media spotlight. Everybody were using the, te- you know, is very used to texting their family and friends, I immediately thought to myself that, you know, recruiting as well as HR would be an ideal implementation of this type of technology. And back in 2016, I partnered with my co-founder, Nikolai, who is, by the way, used to be a real-life rocket scientist turned to be AI developer. And we started the company back there. Yeah, that's a little bit about my personal background. Interesting. And can you go over that? You said the meaning of Zor was what? Say that one more time. Yes. Slower. It stands for extraordinary optimized recruiting. Interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think this space is quite fascinating from the perspective of a lot of the recruiting tasks, as you mentioned, uh, on a daily basis are super repetitive, mm-hmm. whether it's scheduling or sourcing or just responding to emails mm-hmm. and chatbots can obviously automate and streamline a lot of that process. Yeah. Which I think kind of is the future of work in a lot of ways. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that in regards to what Zor and, and what do you think the future of work kind of looks like, given everything that's going on? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so before we do this, let me give you like 60-second overview of what Zor is right now. So right now, Zor is an AI-powered communication platform, wooden communication platform that lets the recruiting teams as well as HR teams to hire and retain talent much more efficiently. And we do this by, on one hand, giving them the opportunity to text their candidates and exchange the message, uh, messages in messaging apps like WhatsApp or Telegram or Facebook Messenger, because it really drives the engagement and gets them to 46% of the response rate within 15 minutes. 
You cannot even compare this to the phone or email right now. And on the other hand, we utilize the artificial intelligence to help the companies to automate the most routine or repetitive processes in recruiting. So for the talent acquisition, there will be a screening of the inbound applicants, scheduling automation, the reactivation and re-engagement of the passive candidate pool, the automation of the referral partnership pro, uh, referral employee referrals of theirs. And then on the HR side of things, it will be everything starting with the remote and virtual onboarding and orientation of the new employees, pulse surveys, internal mobility, all the way up until the moment of the exit interviews, and which is really, really relevant right now, staying in touch with their people that got laid off. You know, so that once the economy kicks back in again, the companies can actually rehire those people really, really quickly. So I'm thinking about the future of work, you know, as very, it's actually a very interesting topic. And AI in talent acquisition right now, it's very new in the emerging space. In my estimation, the market penetration right now is of Zor and all the competitors of Zor uh, in terms of the automation and AI is under 4% and the com- communication automation, right? I do think about the kind of talent acquisition uh, tech markets as there are two very established markets. Obviously, there is an ATS market who's been around for over 20 years. They're like very often very legacy systems of the records that the companies are using. And every company has a line on their budget saying, hey, this is how much we're spending on their ETS per year. On the other hand, there is very established markets of the, uh, let's say, job boards and then distribution, the lead generation for the recruiting, which are job boards like Indeed, CareerBuilder, ZipRecruiter, and uh, LinkedIn, and so much more. And then everything in between, kind of, if we're not speaking about the top 5% of very technically advanced companies, is currently being done automatically. As I said, that the recruiters actually do spend their time on the repetitive communication with every single one of the candidates. And what I'm thinking about, like how this particular industry is going to evolve, I do see that the recruiting communication automation market is growing. And I do think it will grow at least 10x in the next five years, which will eventually lead us to the very new type of systems, right? I call them uh, the quote unquote uh, AI powered ATSs that will actually take care of the majority of the routine communication. But they will not replace the human recruiters by no means because their the high quality human touch is very extremely important right now in recruiting. And that the system will be currently operating by only a handful of people instead of like recruiters, you know, operating their databases and updated all, updating every information manually on their own all the day so that the recruiters will actually be able to focus on the high quality human touch in recruiting while still maintaining the great candidate experience because 100% of all the inquiries are going to be responded and the recruiters will be able to focus on the things that they're doing the best. Because at the end of the day, you know, recruiters are very people people and they're really good at, you know, building the relationship with the, uh, the right fit of the candidates, closing the deals, selling the jobs. So that's what I'm thinking about the involvement of this particular segment. Did this answer the question or there is uh, another thing I can just uh, cover here? Yeah, no, that's great. I think in terms of like, it doesn't just maintain the quality of bar, it actually makes it better, right? So you're automating oh, yeah. inefficiencies in the process, right? Like yes. a normal mm-hmm. scheduler or sourcer can only work, you know, let's say maximum 10 hours a day efficiently. Okay. And that's pushing it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a chatbot, it doesn't care if the job seeker or candidate is 
responding at two in the morning or 8 a.m., they're okay. still working, right? Around the clock. It's just an algorithm. And mm-hmm. so that increases hiring speeds, cuts down on mm-hmm. costs, and you can essentially increase the candidate experience by having more recruiters focused on having a better candidate experience in the high touch components, whether it's a phone screen or an on-site interview mm-hmm. and making sure that those are like the best in class. Agreed. So I think yep. it's a huge strategic, it'll be basically become a competitive disadvantage for recruiting for companies that don't adopt uh, new automated technology and chatbots into the recruiting process in the next couple of years, as it becomes more and more mainstream, as you brought up. That's very true, Jesse. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We actually have done the research with uh randomly surveyed 10,000 applicants at the end of their chatbot experience of the initial engagement, right? We asked them, how did you like the experience? So 93.3% of the people said it was excellent experience. 6% said it was good and just less than 1% didn't like it, which was amazing and very proud of the stats. Because let me tell you how the, the life of the candidates changing. Right now, like the old ways of doing things, whenever you're ready to apply, either from the company career side or from the job boards, first thing that you, you need to do is fill out like 40 field long, you know, mobile and friendly job application form. It takes you maybe 20 minutes to fill out. And uh, 75% of all the candidates will never hear back from the recruiters because, you know, and then with the chat booth, it's a completely different experience with the inbound candidates. So whenever they're ready to apply, they just click on the apply button and the chatbot starts engaging them into conversation. So the chatbot answers any of the questions that they might have about the role of working in a company, as well as screens the candidate right there with 100% of them 24-7. It has a conversation whether or not they're qualified to, uh, to apply for this role. If the candidate is a good fit for a role, we just go ahead and schedule them for the next steps of the hiring. For example, write to the recruiter's calendar, pass on all the information back to the ETS and the calendar system of the company. But even if the candidate is not a good fit, they might get either a polite rejection or the bot will suggest other job opportunities that might be a better fit for them. Right. So it's very mobile friendly. It's very natural way of communication. And then 100 percent of all the inquiries are being responded to. So nobody ends up in a resume black hole, you know, phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. I assume from the data I've seen, like 93 percent like net promoter score from a candidate would be really high across recruiting industry. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know what the like, industry baseline is, but from data that I've seen, it would be much lower than that from like a candidate uh, satisfaction standpoint, whether you're just an applicant or actually make it into the interview process. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really good. Um, I'd be curious to see like how that evolves over time because I'm sure it'll only get better. So that's really <laughs> fascinating. You are listening to The People Podcast with Jesse Tinsley. Cool. And, and so like, how do, you, how do you see like, obviously the future of work uh, has kind of advanced multiple years in the last couple of months because of uh, COVID-19 and everything mm-hmm. going on globally and a lot of companies moving to remote. How has that like impacted uh, recruiting and work overall from like what you guys are seeing? Yeah, that's a very good question. So there are very, I'd say like four main categories of the companies that are uh, currently dealing with the COVID-19 differently. So on one hand, there are companies, of course, that experience uh, higher demand in the new talent. Uh, they do need more candidates to hire like 75,000 people in a quarter, for example, like logistics companies, delivery services, online retail, and so on and so forth, like e-commerce, right? So for them, the most important thing becomes uh, how we can actually streamline the process so that the application process is extremely engaging 
the conversion rate is very high, but also we put the automation layer so that let's basically they can just apply from their phone by just text applying, scanning the QR code, or going through the very short engagement process with the bot so that the conversion rate of their application is really, really high. We're still maintaining this. There is another category of the customers that are hiring on more or less normal pace. But since we're dealing with, unfortunately, very high unemployment rates, so they're dealing with a different challenge that they've never had before. So whenever they're posting the job on job boards or company career sites, instead of getting like, let's say, as usual, 100 applicants, they're getting 700 applicants. So they're dealing with a need to screen the candidates on the top of the funnel so that their recruiters will not have to spend their time screening out all of those huge volumes of the applicants applying, but the automation will do this for them so that their recruiters can actually focus on the best candidates in the pipeline. And then there are uh, two more categories. One of them are freezing the hiring and others are unfortunately have to, have, have to lay off a huge amounts of the people. So for them, uh, we can actually offer them the opportunity to utilize the technology just to stay in touch with their laid off employees so that once the economy kicks back in again, they can rehire those people quickly and then stay in touch with them, nurture them, because obviously rehiring of their your employees, former employees, will be a no ramp up cost for the company, which would be a really essential component to like economy kicking back in again. So yeah. Also, we do see a very big need and the very big interest right now in the virtual career fairs, because obviously companies can do, cannot do this remotely, as well as the communication tool for the uh, virtual workforce management, because the companies very often do not have necessary infrastructure in place. And if they need to communicate some changes in the policies or alerts, you know, notifications to their employees, they can actually use let's say, the texting to reach out to their employees very quickly to do the pulse surveys, you know, just to check like how their employees are dealing with the COVID-19. For example, for, for numerous European companies, we've done the COVID-19 survey just to kind of survey all of the employees, let's say, of KFC and Pizza Hut uh, in one of the countries in Europe, how uh, whether or not they were exposed to the COVID-19, how are they feeling, do they have any symptoms, just to, you know, kind of show that the company cares about them and then suggest different steps depending on like whether or not this person particularly might be in the risk zone, as well as to highlight this to the HR department to be aware of this, mm -hmm. how the employees are cop coping with the, the new change and like how are they feeling at the end of the day. Yeah, I think, I think we're moving to a, a future recruiting space where it's not a matter of if you need uh, recruiting like automation solution. It's just a matter of which solution you go with in the future, right? I think uh, it's or yeah, it's kind of everything's hit a crescendo, especially right now when you have a mass amount of layoffs and unemployment, and that's actually increasing the amount of applicants that a lot of companies are getting. Yeah. Uh, and most of these companies, uh, any anyone that's an enterprise level or like Series C, D, or a public company, they're getting so many applicants a month, they can't go through them on a normal basis. And right now, uh, we've seen some, depending on the company, uh, you're seeing two or three X candidate volume coming in. And there's no way that with reduced staff for a lot of companies that they can go through all of those candidates. And that, that can cost companies a lot of money from a perspective. If you're a business to consumer company, that could hurt your brand if you're not getting back to candidates. Yes. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of like implied costs that go into it. And so I totally agree that 
there's a huge, huge need for this. Um, so that makes sense. Um, and, and not only that, like as we move to the next couple of years and move into uh, companies hiring a lot again, there's a, a huge, tremendous amount of like difficulty hiring traditionally. And so companies that get a step ahead and have good candidate experience and start nurturing those leads are going to be at a big advantage come the next growth phase for a lot of companies. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Awesome. In terms of like, what are the main pain points that you think automation solves? I think we talked, I just brought a few of those up, but like mm-hmm. right now, what do you think are like the top things companies are facing or top of mind? It's a very good question. So I would say uh, the most important metrics that the, the automation affects, right, once implemented to the company processes is one, we spoke about the improvement, significant improvement of the candidate experience, which is really a given. Uh, Second one is a serious decrease in time to hire as well as in cost per hire, because you are getting more of the candidates on the top of the funnel by using automation. You're reducing the time that recruiters are spending on their routine tasks like screening and scheduling and getting the feedback to the candidates which really does affect the, the cost. And yeah, the candidate experience, of course, also affects the company HR brands, which will eventually, of course, uh, affect the cost per hire as well. What are you seeing from like a time to hire reduction overall? Yeah, that's a very good question. We actually have numerous case studies on the website. So companies can uh, decrease the time to hire any, anywhere from 33 to in one of the hospitals, we actually have seen the decrease in time to hire by 69%. We're just putting a simple widget with a bot that was screening all the candidates that were browsing through the company career sites up until the moment of the, uh, you know, vetting out those candidates, make a good fit, immediately schedule them, them for the call with the recruiter. So that by 69% was decreased the time per hire. Sometimes if the company is using the automation, for example, for like very specific steps, uh, let's say scheduling automation only, we do see the reduction in time to hire by at least 10% as well. Got it. That's, yeah, that's huge. I'm assuming, yeah, the time to hire impacts cost to hire immensely too, because you can allocate resources elsewhere. What would you say to people that are like apprehensive to using chatbots for like, high-level roles, like whether it's executive search or senior software engineers, like, or anything that's like super niche, what would your objection be to them to, to people or like counterpoints be to why they should use it? I do think that we're speaking about the executive search. Chatbots is not the way to go, unfortunately. Although, you know, we are being, uh, let's say Zora is being used uh, from what I see. It's very industry agnostic because we started with a high volume, like hourly type of employees first, because there was the most volume. But right now it's being used for their technical roles, for the white collar, HR, administrative sales and marketing and everything along those lines. But I would not necessarily use the boss and automation on the executive search candidates or like very rare technical specialists, let's say senior machine learning engineers, because while hiring them, you cannot actually expect a bunch of the great people applying from the job boards whenever you're posting, right? Uh, It's more of the boutique style and high touch recruiting. So what I would say here, the easiest way to go about this is use uh, the texting, for example, like manual texting from the candidates, do the campaign to all the candidates you're interested in. It will get you to 46% of the response rates within 15 minutes. If we compare this to the email, the open rate on the emails is an average 8% and 3% of the response rate over the period of two days. So this will allow you to get much more candidates on the top of the funnel 
communicate with them in their preferred means of communication, like texting. But I would not suggest the companies to use this for the executive search. I'll be honest here. Got it. So your guys' main focus is high volume, like redundant roles. So that makes sense. I think there is a an inflection point for like high level roles for some of like the processes, whether it's like scheduling or email mm-hmm. correspondence to set up meetings. I think that part is super super valuable, regardless of what industry of recruiting. At least in my yeah. experience, I'm not sure. Very good points. Agree. So scheduling automation can be used throughout the process. It doesn't really matter what the vacancy you're doing. Because, for example, we're having customers that um, every single one of their candidate has to go through like anywhere from eight to 11 steps. And multiple of those interviews are going to be panel meetings. And you definitely need like a really big recruiting coordinators department just to help you with the scheduling automation. Because there are so many calendars that they need to manage. And then if you use an automation for the scheduling, by all means, it can be used even for the executive type of roles. So that's very easy for them to schedule them for meetings with multiple people involved, to like panel interviews, like sequential interviews and everything along those lines. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest value adds with automation in general is, um, at least in my perspective, I haven't done as much high volume hiring uh, empirically, but I've done a a lot of exec search and high level niche role hiring uh, and technical hiring. And I think that that part of the process, I agree with you, you probably shouldn't use chatbots for the initial phase. But once you've already engaged and built that relationship with candidates, whether it's just scheduling the onsite or just corresponding and answering basic questions, I think an email... uh, correspondence with a chat pot built in um, is going to help overall cut down on a lot of the things we talked about, which is like cost per hire, time to hire, all of those different mat- metrics that are really important to hiring effect- effectively. So, yeah, Awesome. Well, Ada, it's been great having you on the podcast. What is the, in closing, um, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to learn more about Zor or yourself? Absolutely. So uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Zor, Definitely request the demo on our website. It's xor.ai. And if you have any questions for me specifically or some partnering opportunities, reach out to me over the LinkedIn. It's Aida, A-I-D-A, Fazilova. Or just email me at ai at xor.ai. Awesome. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me. Have a good one. Thanks, Ada. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com.